Hello. Welcome to ListCast. Where the best things in the world come to be judged. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Everybody, welcome to ListCast. It's going to be a good time. This is a competitive list-making podcast. We do have a winner. We do have a prize, which is the Thumbs Up Trophy. I don't remember who sent us this. If you're in the audience watching right now, let us know that you're the one who sent us that big old bag of Thumbs Up Trophies. Is the prize new? I've never... I mean, I've never won. It is new. So I'll never get... It's kind of new. We used to have statues that look like Academy Awards, and we ran out of those, and now we're doing Thumbs Up Trophies. I I guess I haven't been on a list cast in a while. You give out a trophy every single... Every time. Every time? Every time. I didn't know there was something at stake. I would have taken this way more seriously. Well, that's kind of a tactic on my part. Okay. I like to not let people know how grave this situation really is. Big Meek sent the trophies. I think Big Meek sent the first batch of trophies, which were the statues, but someone else sent the thumbs up after we ran out of the statues. Uh, If you could just stop intervening in that manner... Andy, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Andy Sell is here. Hi. How's it going, man? Uh, it's okay. I always <laughs> love having you on ListCast just because of the, the struggle the, that goes yeah, into you building the, a the list. decision and, and uh, agonizing over breakdowns it. Breakdowns I have, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite parts. And I feel like we're going to get some of that out of our other guests today also. David Bell. Hello. From the Best Bad Movie Ever podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. Thank you for doing it. And yes, this is um, this is pretty high pressure for me actually. <laughs> I, it's it, this is a tough. This was a this was a tough list. Yeah, I I kind of breezed through it. It was fine, but I, I I got my list in first, which is always the best. I left some stuff off because I knew like Andy would want to pick some yeah, of the things and I wanted were, to pick. There were things that y'all and then picked. you didn't get your list in in time. So the one thing in spe- in particular I was thinking of is not on your list. It's on Did David. you end up putting on your list? No, it's on David's list. Oh. Well, my list has changed since the last oh, good. Time I saw it. Yeah, that's so why I, I used to do the we have to set up a poll at the end so people can vote. And I one time did that like in advance because I had everyone's list and then everyone changed their fucking list. (laughs) And it was just a huge nightmare. It's hard to lock that down. It really is. I was watching movies today. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Me too. Today and last night. Yeah. I watched one that was not even in a consideration for my list, but I, but I, but I am glad I watched it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's called America's... Mo- I sent you a text about it. <laughs> America's oh. Most Haunted. Oh, yeah. The- it's streaming on Prime. It's a horror comedy about a ghost hunting show that is... I mean, it's it's a little Grave Encounters-y, but like comedy right. and a little more traditional ghost hunter stuff. They're like a fake show where they fake yeah. everything, and then, whoa, guess what really happens? Oh. Uh, and it's actually... it's The ghosts show up? Yeah. It's really mm. And it's really well done. Imagine that. Um, yeah. So I should go through the the rules for anyone who has never listened to the show, or for Dave, who's doing the show for the first time. We each brought five picks for best ghost movie of all time. I don't think I even said that was the topic yet, but we're doing... No. Oh, well, uh, the people watching know. I titled know. the video that. Right. That was <laughs> the first probably, thing yeah, context clue there. And we each brought five picks for best ghost movie of all time. We're going to go around the room, go through our picks one at a time. 
and just kind of explain why we we think they belong on a list of the five best ghost movies ever. And that will take us to a list of 15, which is way too fucking many. So then we each take turns cutting two from the list. You don't have to cut your own. People rarely cut their own, but sometimes they cut their own. You can cut other people's. Whatever you want to do. I already know which one okay. I'm cutting. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that will take us down to a list of nine. And at that point, someone in the audience gets to save one. And that person is Smelser. S-M-E-L-S-E-R. Solid. I asked people to message me the word, I'll do it. And he's the only one who sent it as one word. So <laughs> he got the pick. That's fair. And after we cut, that takes us down to a list of 10 after the save. And then we put a poll up in the fans vote Oh, the best ghost movie of all time. And whatever gets the most votes wins the thumbs up trophy. I, I want to say to Smelser, it's not on my list, but I adore the Garfield Halloween special. And I will be suggesting that as a future... You can't. Suggesting it for what? No, just the category of best Halloween specials of all time. Oh, that wouldn't... Yeah, that'd be a good one. I have a lot of nostalgia for that special, so I haven't watched it since I think it first came out. Oh, I watch it. I watch it at least twice a year. So it holds up? Yeah, it's great. Nice. I'll take that leap then. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So we should get right into it. Yeah. Because me and Andy have to go to Taco Bell after this. Yeah, you do. Make a run for the border. <laughs> yeah, dude. Gonna get a steak nachos box. Right? All right. So we'll leave the the comments up. Who wants to go first? I feel like I should start with just the most obvious one. Okay, let's hear it. Which is The Shining. Yeah. I feel like everybody had was thinking of this. Um, it's hard to deny that as one of the best ghost movies because... It explains ghosts in a very unique way, which is an echo or like a memory that's just burned. You're in this talking area. about the Kubrick film, not yes. the miniseries. Yes, <laughs> not the not the Stephen King, yeah, miniseries that uh, was kind of insufferable. I, I want to ignore the book as much as possible. It's a good book, but the movie's the movie. It's one of those rare instances. The I, movie is better. I think so. I oh, like it's the way better. I like the, the book a lot, but you can't you can't turn that into a movie. What was on the pages? Yeah, you can't make those fantastical bush monsters no. in 1980. I mean, they did. You can't in make them 1990 something. Right? <laughs> yeah, but that's not 1980. You can't make them in any era, and for <laughs> no. them to be scary, I don't think. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's Stanley Kubrick doing a ghost movie. Like, there's, it's hard to argue with that. Like that was. Yeah. That's instant go-to it's one of my favorite movies of all time might be my favorite movie of all time i just i didn't pick it because i've i think i've brought it up on every horror movie podcast Uh, yeah i didn't i didn't pick it for a very similar reason but i'll get into that when i offer my pick oh okay i also i tried to look for ones that talked about the afterlife in some unique way and I, i noticed that none of us have like uh any of the James Wan films or anything? <laughs> yeah, because they're trash. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, think, I I don't think they're trash, but I do think they're not interesting in terms of talking about yeah. ghosts. Yeah, I'm a Wanpologist, uh, <laughs> but but even I am not going to put any. <laughs> but even I am not going to put any of his movies on this list. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I really, I really dig Insidious, and I really dig Conjuring up until the, uh, you know. Yeah, I liked Conjuring until the reveal of yeah. the monster. And, and it's I was also, like, oh, that's why you're not showing us the monster. It's a witch standing on a cabinet. I liked the witch on the cabinet. I I just don't like it 
I think we've gone through this before, but I don't like how it makes the Warrens out to be heroes because they were terrible people. Yes, that's really fucked up. That's (laughs) a good point. So, The Shining, that is a fantastic pick. Andy, you should go next. Oh, well, so I was going to put The Haunting, but I am not. Uh, because I've one, I've talked about it before on this pod on uh, you know best horror movies of all time. I think as it was like my number one pick maybe for that, uh, and it, it is one of my favorite horror films of all time. But I decided to kind of limit myself in my picks insofar as the movies had to be like f- significantly feature ghosts as an important part of the narrative, and it couldn't be ambiguous. And it couldn't be like you had to either see the ghost or at least see a lot of the ghosts, like the consequences of the ghost's actions. Whereas in The Haunting, it's a little more ambivalent, a little more ambiguous. Um, This is the Liam Neeson classic. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, I did watch the original last night and I've watched it once before and I think it's quite scary yeah it is um, it's still for a it's movie still that cool. old yeah. yeah for a movie made in 63 for it to still kind of genuinely scare is is impressive but i you know talked about it a lot on this podcast i think uh and i don't want to get boring and just bring up the haunting every time uh so that's not going to be on my list and instead i'm going to go with <laughs> i'm going to go with for my first pick something that's very similar did to everyone the out there see me literally <laughs> type the haunting right after, <laughs> like, right before he said that uh, so that's not going on my list because back it's a little space, more ambiguous back space. uh and i don't for the first for the criteria that i gave myself it's not going to count as a ghost movie in this sense uh but i'm going to instead put something on this list that is very similar to The Haunting and is definitely inspired by the the author Shirley Jackson, which is Osgood Perkins's I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. 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 It's it's probably, you know, it's it's very newer. It's it's a lot more recent than anything else I'm gonna have on my list. That was straight to Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty that's a that is a shocking pick. It's not gonna win because no, it's very definitely few not. people have it's, seen it. Yeah. But it was and it's very slow, and yeah, it, it also ruminates a lot on the idea of of what a ghost is, the idea of, you know, that uh, kinetic residue, that the memory of a person's life, et cetera. Right. And there's a lot of very uh, interesting uh, imagery yeah. in it as well. That's a good pick. For my first pick, I'm going to go obvious right out of the way. I'm going to anger someone who was in <laughs> the comments, and, and you're gonna I'm going to go with The Sixth Sense. Oof. Mm. which is, it's M. Night Shyamalan's finest moment. Well, Unbreakable was pretty fucking good, too. Yeah. I don't know I that mean, it being M. Bad, Night... but... Okay. But for him, it's good. Okay. Okay. I, I'm wondering, because this was briefly on my list, it's not anymore, but what <laughs> would you would you have considered The Others instead? Um, See, I think I think The Others is a better movie than The Sixth Sense. Yeah, The Others was, I have unfortunately movie. came after The Sixth Sense, so when you're watching the movie for the first time, if you'd watch The Sixth Sense, you're like, yeah. oh, I know what's going on. But I find it to be better execution of the same premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I have another movie on my list that I think is slightly better than The Sixth Sense that came out right around the same time and is sort of a similar movie. Oh, I but, think okay. I know, yeah. But The Sixth Sense just, it was, I don't want to say groundbreaking, it was just so influential in terms of twist endings and yeah it was it it was just a thing we hadn't really it it was it it was well executed for the time yeah and it saddled us with like two decades of shitty twist endings well that's (laughs) it was definitely unexpected but i think because it cheats like 
the twit when you go back and watch it a second time, it's like, well, of course I wouldn't have seen this coming. They he sets it up with editing and stuff where he he makes it impossible to tell. Right. The twist. Yeah. But isn't that aren't you supposed to make the twist hard to see coming? Because I get I'm really angry when I watch a movie and go, oh, I know how this is gonna end. Yeah. Sometimes I'm angry. It depends on how you know. It depends on if I figured it out because I'm smart or because the filmmakers think I'm stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, suppose that's a good point. But. The Sixth Sense is like, it's one of those things I really want to hate on it, but I can't because <laughs> yeah. like, the ghosts are well done. And like we had that fight. I was on that fight cast with Joe Kay about M. Night Shyamalan. And since then, I rewatched both Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, and they have switched places mm. in my esteem. Oh, them. really? I-, I think Sixth Sense is a better movie. I like Unbreakable better. I think Sixth Sense is a better movie. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a better film for what Shyamalan was trying to do. It's Yeah, it's the best example of that. Yeah. And the ghosts work. I do agree it saddled us with a lot of things that people tried to replicate in movies for a long time after that and didn't do that yeah. well. But that's not really the movie's fault. No, it's kind of like that thing with Scream, where I have this weird grudge against Scream forever because it's like, I get, I loved it at the time. I loved what it did. I loved, yeah. you know, that it was for genre fans. But then uh, I hate what it did to horror for like the oh, yeah. next 10 years. It created the meta, the meta slasher. Yeah. But, I mean, people say the same thing about Deadpool now. Like, yeah. that's a thing that's, it's going to happen. But I yeah. still think Sixth Sense is a good movie. Yeah, no, I I mean. I still think, uh, I, I, I know. I still, I it's hard to, I, I don't want to keep comparing it to the others, but the difference is, is that the others, when you go back and watch it, all the things from the point of view of them being haunted makes perfect sense if they're the ones doing the haunting. Right. Is what I really like about uh, how the others executed it. Does twist. no one have the others on their list? Uh, no. Oh, he that's took surprising. it off his. I took it off mine. Um, and I was going to grab s- it and put it on mine, but I didn't. The Sixth Sense is definitely the more <laughs> iconic, most iconic version of that. And it did, it was really favorite. I remember really liking it at the time, and it is a really good movie, so I can't really like. Yeah, but it's I can't also, be that mad at it. It's I just also one of those films that watching it now, you're kind of like, I don't buy Bruce Willis as this character, and I definitely don't buy Haley Joel Osment as this kid for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't aged great. Yeah. But I still think for the time, it was a really effective ghost movie. Yeah. And that's oh, all, yeah, I, the, that's all the I, ghost, I got to say about okay. it. The ghost, the the ghost, ghost stuff, stuff works real yeah. well. Yeah. I would definitely say The Others has more of a creepiness vibe, but the actual like ghost moments in The Others aren't as effective i think than the sixth sense yeah all right pick number two david bell what do you got all right i'm gonna just keep going down the list and go for another obvious one which is ghostbusters Mm. which was on your list it was on my list and then i dropped it yeah it's hard to you can't deny it has to be on there you know it has to it's one of those ones that has to be on somebody's if we had gone with the idea of now that i'm wishing we had the underrated if they, we were talking about underrated, right. like you'd suggested, then yeah, Ghostbusters doesn't need to get talked about. But if we're going to do the best, yeah, it's got to be. It's simply the idea. It's the, one of the most original takes on ghosts. And it's one of the weirdest worlds where ghosts exist. Everybody just learns this and a group of guys are like, we're going to catch them. And nobody, nobody minds that. And we all just let them catch ghosts. <laughs> like, that's really, that's really weird. Um, yeah. I mean, there's also, it's... Uh, you know, there's there was that Bob Hope movie, The Ghost Breakers. No, there's like a comedy about. Oh yeah, from like forty something. Oh yeah, um, but this yeah, this movie definitely like 
is its own animal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's a really stressful look at the afterlife. The idea that you, when we die, we could still go to jail. Like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, those criminals in the Ghostbusters 2, they, like, who get the chair, who get the electric chair and then are in the courtroom, like, they just have to go back to jail again. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. When you kind of, when you kind of step back from a lot of, you know, from the movie itself, when you're watching Ghostbusters, if you try to step back and like look at its politics uh-huh. and look at its, you know, spiritual uh, reality, it's pretty fucked up. Like, these, they're the bad guys. Like, William Peck. Or, or uh, what's his name? Peck, the EPA guy, William Anderson's yeah. character. Yeah. He is the good guy Walter in Ghostbusters. Peck. Walter Peck, yes. For, if you look at it from like a real world sociopolitical perspective, he's the good guy in that movie. Yeah. He's the one that's like, these these private business owners are just like b- he's breaking all kinds of regulations. Yeah. This is dangerous. And it's pseudoscience. They're quacks. Like <laughs> he's the good guy, but like in the, you know, I, I kind of think it's fun to sort of ignore all that stuff when you're watching the movie. Cause I mean, yeah, yeah it's abhorrent if you look at it from, uh, but, Oh, they're monsters. Yeah. They're <laughs> they, they have nuclear unlicensed nuclear accelerators on their back. Peter Venkman is walking around with tranquilizers for no reason. Because he he gives he gives Thorzine yeah. to Dana yeah. on when he was going on a date with her and yeah they're they're like they're disgraced scientists catching ghosts yeah they're they're maniacs they are maniacs they are maniacs it's, but it's kind of a horror movie but it's but it's a very entertaining movie yeah yeah and yeah and if yeah if these ghosts are real if these spirits are real and restless this is just a band aid this isn't real reform or rehabilitation for these spirits this is they're just being put into the prison prison industrial complex exactly yeah and right. forgotten to pay uh, off the private ghost prisons yeah, who are these people they're to gonna do be that? yeah they're they're definitely all suffering from the trauma of institutionalization like if they 100%. ever get out they're not gonna they're not going to be able know, to integrate sure, into society. Yeah, there's probably plenty of good spirits that they that didn't do anything wrong, you know, really, sure, except sure. like maybe hanging around a place. And these Ghostbusters come in, zap them, process them, throw them into the system, and there they come out real monsters. You know, yeah. like it's that's the real tragedy mm-hmm. of that movie. Yeah, you know what? Fuck Ghostbusters. I'm taking it off because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Andy, what's your next pick? <laughs> well, let's see. Since my list got changed a little bit, uh, I'm going to go with, fuck, another movie with ghosts in the titles, Ghost Watch. Oh, I love Ghost Watch. Yeah, and I think I talked about that on the found footage episode we did with Keith Carey. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember if it was on my list or not, but I know I talked about it. I fucking love Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch is great. Is this that BBC? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it, or I haven't. It's, if you have a Shudder account, it's on Shudder. Okay. Yeah. It's it's another it's one of those that also like compared to modern standards like it has its flaws yeah but for the time it was shockingly well executed yeah to the point that people killed themselves over it yeah yeah they yeah. thought it was so real <laughs> huh. yeah people thought this shit was real and it's got my favorite ghost name of all time in it the ghost name is pipes oh yeah pipes because yeah. when the pipes start rattling you know the ghost is afoot. That's just a great like nickname for anybody. Yeah, yeah. pipes. Yeah. yeah, that could apply to so many people. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's not your. Tr- I kind of was like, well, you don't see a ghost in it, but you see the consequences of the ghost. But like, it, it kind of violates a little bit of my criteria. It's not like technically a theatrically released feature film. You know, it, right. it was TV. Right. It it was a TV special that aired on Halloween night 
what, nine, 92? 92, I think. Uh, and then got banned for a yeah, long time yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. People got in trouble. Uh, so it kind of violates my criteria a little bit, but you know what? I, I like it too much to not include it. It's just too I wish great. I could have seen it live yeah, me too. when it happened. Me too. Because it, if anyone's unfamiliar, it was basically the BBC just sent a lot of their regular hosts yeah, and these performers. Were actual actual journalists, like television wow. journalists that are known to yeah. be television So you're like, oh, I know this guy from watching the other kind of football. And then next thing you know, he's getting murdered in a house by ghosts. And people are like, well, this is obviously real, right? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's yeah. such a dickhead move. It, well, it really was. Yeah, there was, a, there was a kid a couple weeks after who committed he suicide. killed himself because... Oh. Because the the this program convinced him that ghosts were real, meaning there was such thing as an afterlife. Yeah, so he killed and himself. He so had he just went for creaky it. pipes in his house. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. The pipes were going off in his yeah. house. Yeah. So he killed. He had. Jesus. He had like. Well, yeah. He, he was. He was he had sl- some things. slow. He had some problems. Yeah, I was going to say it couldn't have just been that program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfectly well-adjusted yeah. dude just killed himself yeah, after yeah, watching Ghost just Watch. Had a, he had a wife and two <laughs> yeah. kids and loved his job. That's a good pick. For my second pick, this one's probably a little obscure. Well, I've got some dark horses on mine for yeah. sure. <laughs> I am going to go with, I believe this is a 2007 film called The Orphanage. Mm. Or El Orphanage, because it's a Spanish movie. Yeah. From that's, director, not how you, that's not how you say orphanage from in Spanish. From the director of Jurassic Park, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, is it? Yep. I know it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. He produced well, he it. Produced oh, he it. produced he it. Yeah, it's the director okay. of uh, Monster Calls and the New Jurassic World. Very nice. Mm. I would argue it's better than the New Jurassic World. Yes. I haven't seen the New Jurassic World. It's very bad. But I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've only heard bad things. Have you seen The Orphanage? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. I actually I, saw I love, the same screening that Pat Oswalt saw at the ArcLight. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a history behind that? I don't know what this means. No, it's oh, just, just it's just that you're I, just name dropping. You're yeah, I'm just name dropping that uh, I, I held the door for Pat Oswalt for, at that movie. Oh, very nice. Yeah. For me, the scariest part about this movie has nothing to do with ghosts. It's the twist of where the child is. Yeah, like, which I thought was fucking great. Um, her hearing those banging sounds, right. which you think is a ghost, and it's not at all. Right. That is great. I I don't find the ghosts very effective. I don't know. I well, I have you barely issue. see the ghosts. Right. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember it super well. I remember being yeah. a little underwhelmed by it when I came out of it because I, I believe I was expecting more from it. Um, yeah, it's not like it's it's kind of a slow movie. Yeah, it it moves well, a little slow. But I also, you know, I, I it's one of those ones that I've definitely for a few years now have thought that I should revisit because I don't remember it super well. I just remember being like, well, it's not as good as everyone's saying it is. I know. See, I disagree. I thought it was really well done. And I liked, I, I agree with Dave. I liked the twist of where the kid was because the, I felt like that element, like I wanted to be like, oh, this kid's obviously a ghost. And then there's all these... Then you see there's news reports about the kid actually miss is actually right. missing. So I'm like, is this kid a ghost? Maybe this kid's <laughs> not a ghost. I don't know what the fuck's happening here. And I, I feel like it, it kind of kept you on your toes a little bit more than a lot of horror movies of its time. Yeah. In terms of the reveal and the twist and yeah. what was going on. And it's a fun movie. I mean, it's not fun to look at, but I think <laughs> it's a pretty movie. Oh, it's beautifully shot. And I like the angle, like normally in a movie involving an orphanage, 
the lead character is going to be like, fuck that place. But she was like, no, I want to buy it and live there forever. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was that that was another thing that going into it, I was like, I don't I don't know what this woman's motivation really is. And I liked that. I like that. This so is the orphanage, right? No, no, no. I know that. But right. I, I wasn't sure. Like, does she really like love this place or is she just going to burn it down? And we find out there's still a bunch of kids in the basement or something. <laughs> right. Like I, I just I felt like it. It was a movie that did a good job of keeping me guessing about what was going to happen next, That's and I fair. appreciate that. Yeah. In a ghost movie, something about that movie and Guillermo del Toro and ghosts don't tend to. Guillermo del Toro does, I think, a really bad job personally for me of making me scared of ghosts or feel anything about ghosts. Because what do you do, like Crimson Peak? That was another one where See, like I love Crimson Peak. Really? Yeah. I found it I don't know, boring. I didn't I got nothing out of it. And I I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's something where like like people the ghosts are almost like too helpful. Like in the orphanage I, I guess we do spoilers. Do we do spoilers? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> she like ends up just like hanging out with the ghosts at the end and like it's just like, oh, okay. That part was sweet. Exactly. she was one of them. Exactly. They were like a bunch of helpful kid ghosts. Like at no point were they like menacing or like, it was like, it was right between like, but am I supposed to be scared or not? And I th- like. I think that Guillermo del Toro, at least in his ghost movies, Crimson Peak and one that's on my list, the ghosts do, they are scary. They are unnerving. They are, it, it, yes, they're trying to help. In the narrative, they're trying to solve something. They're trying to, but they're but they're still scary. They still are creepy. I don't know. It just didn't. It doesn't do it for me because I guess because they seem like you could just hang out with them. <laughs> well, you don't want to <laughs> hang out with ghosts. I mean, yes. You don't want to hang out with Slimer. But, you got Ghostbusters on your list. Yeah, but and that's Slimer a comedy. Is not scary at all. That's a comedy. It I doesn't know. fit the tone to me. <laughs> when they're trying to do a horror movie, I want to feel like the ghosts are threatening or mysterious i don't think you're gonna like anything on my list (laughs) okay well you were saying you were talking about the the, well we'll we'll, we'll wait till we get there if that's still on the list but like i think you're on we're on wait what no i'm just like doing shit in the background don't pay attention to me yeah i think it's your it's time for your pick oh yeah it's oh shit Dave's so pick. To, okay. So the orphanage, that's my second pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I'm in the right crowd for this one. My next pick is Lake Mungo. Yeah. Yes. That's the one I left off my list, I, okay. assuming Andy was going to pick I, it. I was going to pick it, and then I saw that it was on his list, and I was like, cool, I don't need to now. Yeah, Lake Mungo's fucking, fucking Lake great. Mungo. Lake Mungo is so good. The first time I watched it, I was I was so creeped out. And like I don't I I'm desensitized by horror movies, you know, like I've seen yeah. so many. And it just left me with this chilled feeling, and I watched it again last night to be like, okay, I'm going to try to figure out exactly what it is. And once again, it, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. There's just something so creepy about it. Yeah. And I think it's the use of the photographs, the still, the, the, well, it's the, that fo- you see an image and then they show you like, oh, and the, she was right there. I the think, I, I think there's a lot going on there in that film that makes it work. Oh, one, it's, Definitely the people involved, to some degree, they know how documentary filmmaking works. Like, they've had to take a class or something. Oh, yeah. Like, they they really are good at the documentary format and making that part of it convincing, uh, especially while forwarding this, you know, narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And the misdirects are all undercut by something even worse, you know? Like, all of those... I don't want to give away anything, but there's some, you know, the, yeah, the photographs, especially, yeah, the reveal 
that like he fakes the photographs and then the faked photographs. Yeah, she's there's still, still in it. yeah. yeah. Like, every time it sets up this. Well, actually, it wasn't anything supernatural. And something supernatural undercuts that reveal to kind of throw the misdirect off a little bit. So you still don't have sure footing the entire way through the film. And then the ending of it is so bittersweet. You know, it's so right. bleak, but yeah. so like. Well, when they when they like they both get hypnotized and they and they miss each other, like like yeah. when she's going into yeah. the room and she can't see her daughter. And then that last image of them like leaving the house, and you see the picture of them, and you can see her in the window. Yeah, it's and she's like being left behind, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so sad. And there's something, yeah, yeah. sad and creepy. It reminded me of another movie that you said you were going to cut no matter what, which was a ghost story. The um, it's fine. I was going to cut that too when it was on his list. (laughs) Yeah, but it's (laughs) the same. I like the premise of that a lot. I like I I thought that movie is I was going to hate that movie when I first saw it. But the I, idea that he's sort of like watching the world move on around him while he's formless and and I love that idea. Identity. I'm just not going to see it starring Casey Affleck. Like that's my thing. I just yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. Troublesome. Which is sad because it's a really good idea for a movie. It's a good execution. If it makes you feel better, he's has a sheet over him most of the movie, so you can pretend <laughs> it's not to, like Casey look Affleck. at his fucking face. Yeah, but it's like it was one of those movies that I when I saw the trailer, I was like, "That's the most fucking pretentious thing ever." Yeah, the trailer then, pissed me off. But then when I heard what it was about, yeah, and then watching the movie, it was like, "Oh my god, it all makes sense." Like even the the like frame the the aspect ratio that was very pretentious looking like an old timey aspect ratio made sense in the context of the movie like it all it all made sense and so i had to give it a lot of credit because i just thought they were just being zany and like different and unique but like they had a plan that there was I still well, I'm glad it. you went with Lake Mungo instead. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair. Because <laughs> I love Lake Mungo. Uh, Andy, what's your next pick? Well, since we just talked about Cameron del Toro a bunch, my next pick is The Devil's Backbone. Mm. Nice. El Espinazo de Diablo. Del Diablo. God, it's been a while since Spanish 5. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one with a helpful ghost, isn't it? Yes, but the ghost is scary. And it, this film, I mean, it's... I. This is like a, a big deal, was a big deal movie for me when it came out, and I saw it in the theater like four times. I adored it. It just hits a lot of check marks for me. It's got the Spanish Civil War. It's got, you know, two kind of elderly protagonists, one with a disability and one who's a poet. So, like, already I'm, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got, you know, kids... Uh, like a, this like youth empowerment story kind of going on there's like a social anti-capitalist message to it and it's got this creepy fucking ghost who's genuinely scary and the design on Santi is so cool yeah uh, I really it's like one of my favorite designs looks for a ghost ever um I think my favorite ghost design ever was in personal shopper but other than that, that movie. I sucks. forgot about Personal Shopper. I still I, haven't seen it. It's. You want to talk about pretentious? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 like it. I loved it when it actually showed me the ghost, and the ghost was fucking terrifying. And then the rest of the movie is like, but is it or isn't it? And you're like, well, no, we know it is. We already <laughs> saw the, you showed us the fucking ghost. Is Why it? are you now going to have Kristen Stewart look directly at the camera and go, I don't know? Like, <laughs> so the ghost comes near the beginning. It's about maybe halfway mark. I'm not sure. I'll watch it until then. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, it's not bad. It's well made, but it's also like more of this like it's not really a horror movie garbage that I can't stand mm-hmm. from the post horror crowd. Yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, and that's just what Personal Shopper like just strikes me as the epitome of that. It's which is a shame because Kristen Kristen Stewart is really good in it. Her performance is incredible. All the performances are really good, and it's got like the scariest ghost I've ever seen. But whatever, that movie's trash. Devil's Backbone is my is my pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've seen it once, and I don't remember being impressed. But I'm not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> again. It's Guillermo del Toro. It's it's. I th- it is a helpful ghost. Guillermo del Toro is hit and miss with me. I I love him as I think he's a better fan than he is mm-hmm. a uh, storyteller. Uh, I think he's got a great visual look for his films. I want to love every one of his films. Right. I just end up only loving a few, and he Devil's has, Backbone is my favorite of his. He has the Shyamalan problem where he's a great director, but not always great with story. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And I love Crimson Peak just because, you know, you show me somebody wandering around a big old spooky mansion with a candelabra at night, and I'm in. Yeah, what bugged course. the crap out of me is that for they telegraphed every twist. Oh, well, yeah. Um, and that, it's but got then the they, core. Like, you see it all coming a mile away. Yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. It's very strange. I, I, I didn't do it for me. All right. My, this is our third picks, right? My third pick is, uh, this is, if we had gone underrated ghost movies, this would have been on my list. And that is Stir of Echoes. Hmm. Great it film. came out like a week or two after The Sixth Sense, so nobody gave yeah, a shit yeah. Yeah, it was, when it came out. Well, the, all of the I'll that Sixth Sense and uh, Blair Witch Project all the same year, mm. right? Right. Yeah. And Stir of Echoes was that year too, '99. Yeah. Yeah. Had the creepy kid who could see ghosts. Yeah, the kid in Stir of Echoes is one of the creepiest movie kids of all time. Like the movie just starts with him having this really casual conversation that no one's noticing because kevin bacon's back there <laughs> strumming on the acoustic guitar <laughs> playing some rolling stones this is it's kevin bacon at his fucking kevin baconiest oh yeah which i love it is peak kevin bacon but i loved stir of echoes i thought it was a really well done film mm. yeah and did do you disagree i liked it when i saw it i i remember kind of I don't remember much about it. Again, it's one of those films I saw it when it when it opened the theater. Yeah. And I was it was one of those movies I was kind of really excited for and I saw it in the theater and was like, "Oh, that was good." And then I I kind of this vague memory of being a little let down by the end. See, I liked the end and I liked that the end it it turned into more of a murder mystery kind of yeah. thing. Like we yeah. knew, but at some point you know who the ghost is mm-hmm. and what they're about and you find that out kind almost early into the movie. And then it just it turns into Kevin Bacon finding out. It's almost like Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah. I kind of Kevin Bacon yeah. struggling to find out what this ghost wants, so it can move on and quit whispering in his head. Yeah, so it has that that traditional ghost story format of like there's unfinished business that now this person has to solve, and there's right. a murder, murder mystery component to it, as is often the case with ghost stories. And I like that you mentioned Field of Dreams because I love. Feel the dreams and frequency and movies like that that yeah. feel like feature length Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, Feel the Dreams is my favorite movie about undiagnosed schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah, it's really that's great. one of those movies that they would never make anymore. Yeah, that's one of those yeah. mo- every now and then films that like Hollywood just can't afford. To yeah, do. because it's like I don't know, is it a drama? It's not really a drama. It's not yeah. Oscar bait because it's genre. 
but it's not really genre because we're not trying to scare people or it's not really sci-fi. You know, like these sci-fi fantasy, they feel like feature-length Twilight Zone episodes. And I love things like that. And a movie that I like that that's kind of like Stir of Echoes in that regard was What Lies Beneath. And it's what I oh, would have oh, yeah. I would have absolutely had that on my list if we were talking most underrated because I think it's one of those movies that like St- Stir of Echoes for you, I guess, was just like that perfect slice of like, whoa, that was- this isn't really a horror movie. But it it hits those it yeah it's, it's a Hitchcock um, it's Robert Zemeckis saying like I'm gonna do Hitchcock yeah. yeah he filmed it in between waiting for Tom Hanks to lose weight for Castaway it was like in, <laughs> he was in the middle of making Castaway and then he had a few months so he was like I'm gonna go make a horror film and That's like dope. there's so oh shit I don't think I can get it on my list but I love that film because I mean fucking Harrison Ford as a bad guy like it's, it's yeah. It's hard. It's we don't see horror movies starring adults as much either. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just such oh, it's such a good horror movie. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Stir of Echoes I watch like once a year, and I don't find it the scariest movie. I just there's something about it that yeah, it's I not enjoy. the scariest. It's just I, I think Kevin Bacon is great in it. Yeah, and I just I like the I like how the haunting or possession of him happens, where he's hypnotized. And yeah. the woman's just like, oh, yeah, I just said a thing about your how your mind should be open at the end. I don't know what, what what's going to happen. I love that. That's All great. right, I just got to rewatch it. There's, <laughs> and it's great. funny because there's actually a lot of movies that I was like, oh, I should put this on my list. And then I would realize, oh, I haven't seen that in like yeah. 15 years. Yeah, I, I rewatched know. it. I can't remember. Like The Changeling. I wanted to put The Changeling on my list, but I haven't seen it in so long. So I'm just gonna like well just right. uh, when when Severin's new 4K transfer Blu-ray of the Changeling comes out, I'll watch it and we'll redo this. The episode. Changeling has right. one <laughs> a, a good ghost device in it, which is the POV of the ghost. Um, like they have a couple shots that could be a POV mm, of the show's mm. ghost of it, sort of like drifting towards the door and stuff like that. That I yeah. thought was really effective. Um, I watched it fairly recently. I haven't it's, seen it. It's in so it's long. pretty good. Rum for breakfast in the comments says stir of echoes is due for a comeback yeah. because of its ending after twist became cliche seeing an earnest ending is so refreshing it's true well good and news there's a part two starring uh, rob okay. yes. <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> don't give away what's on my next on my list uh i seeing that comment i okay i definitely need to rewatch it because my whole thing was i mean Maybe it wasn't the ending that disappointed me. I, I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it. I'll have to rewatch it, so I can't say one way or the other. The, because I love earnest endings in horror movies. I can't stand the, like, fuck you twists. Yeah. Unless there, they're done really well. So There's sort of it. And I wouldn't call it a twist, but there's I, the ending ending, like the immediate ending, like the last shot, is they move out of the house. Because the whole thing is the boy is like can see the ghost in the house and they've established that and he's like a little psychic but he doesn't you know you can't tell and the last shot is they move out and they're going down the street and the kids looking out the window at all the brownstones and you just hear this all these whispers at him Mm. and they get louder and more desperate and then it ends that was great because it's not a twist but you don't think about it until that moment of like Oh, this isn't going to go away. This kid is just right. Yeah, I like that. Seeing dead people. I, I like endings that are like the, this the family who, who still will survive fucked. and what will yeah. be left them yeah. kind of thing of like yeah you survived but <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so stir of echoes that's my third pick dave what do you got next okay i'm gonna go with john carpenter's the fog the fog i respect that pick 
ghost pirates it's there's nothing <laughs> special about it it's probably the least special on my list in terms of what it says about the afterlife i wish just ghost um, pirates had been your whole description <laughs> ghost pirates andy what do you got it's also, Garfield's Halloween Adventure has ghost pirates. I was about to say, it, it reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. And it has such a folklore feel to it of this fog rolling in on yeah. this town. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great... Carpenter said, too, in like interviews, he just wanted to make a spook house ride, and he really accomplished it in that movie. I love The Fog. I adore that movie so much. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's great. It's it, one one thing that I think is really remarkable about it is that you don't notice this if you want to watch all of John Carpenter's movies in a row. You'll catch on to this about the time he stops working with Deborah Hill. The Fog has a ton of really strong women in it. Like the, oh, wow. most of the, I mean, aside oh, yeah. from creepy Tom Atkins and drunk ass Hal Holbrook, all the other characters in that movie that do anything are women. Uh, to the point where, like, I don't think. I think aside from Tom Atkins, men don't even drive any cars in that movie. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm actually kind of into that. Like, you've got mm. Janet Leigh, you've got Nancy Loomis, you've got uh, J- Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis. In the Fog. In yeah. the Fog, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I always forget that she's in that, and a lot of his Adrian actresses Barbeau. bleed over. Adrian Barbeau is the computer yes. in the thing, right? Yeah. Jamie Steve- Lee Curtis is in Escape from New York, I think, doing the um, intro voice. Like, it's the same people that... I it, They keep working with yeah. them. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's the guy from Halloween 3, right? Yeah, Tom Atkins, yeah. Tom Atkins, yeah. And I I, I think Deborah Hill is, is is just as much to get credit for that movie. But yeah, I love The, the Fog. Is fantastic. It's a fantastic yeah. pick. That's a good pick. Andy, my what next, do you got next? <clears throat> my next pick is, uh, you know, speaking of John How- movies that open with John Houseman telling a ghost story. Ab- sure, sure. Uh, my next pick is, I guess, Ghost Story, yeah. uh, based nice. on the Peter Straub novel with John Houseman, Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks Sr. What a, what a movie. <laughs> and Craig Wasson yeah. from w- Wasson, however you pronounce his last name, from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors, for some reason, mm. is the lead. Best I don't thing. know if I've seen this movie. It's a mess of a movie. <laughs> what year did about it come this out? Movie. It's got Fred Astaire 81? in it? Yeah, it's, a, yeah, 81. Oh, wow. it's his last movie. The best thing about this movie is that it gave me a vision of the afterlife where a ghost can apply and hold down a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she must have had, like, a license, right? Like... Like there's a there's a twist in the movie where a guy that the, the guy's dating this woman is does he get married to her? He's going to get married yeah. to and her. And it's it's like a cool reveal that she's a she's a ghost. But he like meets her at a library that she works at and like the coworkers know her there. Yeah, well so it's very the movie makes less sense than the book and the book doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The book is I mean, you cut a lot from the book for this movie, obviously, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> the, they they mention the cult. There's a cult going on. Oh, really? And they, in the book, yeah, and they mention it in the movie, but then kind of forget about it. It's She's kind of um, an ancient demon-type creature in the book. Oh, wow. Uh, I think they call her a changeling, in fact. But she like possesses people and moves from host to host and and just kind of takes over people's lives and tries to ruin people's lives. And then but the book plays it more like it's a traditional ghost story, mm. but in a way where you never really tell what she is. Right. Um, in the movie, it's just she was killed by the Chowder Society. Yeah, the Chowder Society. 
Um, in the book, she actually was trying to fuck with that whole town from the beginning. And the oh. Chowder Society, like, she actually instigated the, the thing that led to the Chowder Society killing her. What I like about that movie is that it shares the same thing as The Fog, which is that, like, a dirty secret an old secret yes. amongst these men yes. coming back to haunt them yeah. and to punish their, you know, their kids, their, their kids for the sins of the father, etc. Yeah. I like it because it's, it is a mess of a movie, but, uh, but I do really, I like, I just, I like its guts. I like the fact that it's got all of those actors in it. That is quite an ensemble cast. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. Yeah. So that's a good pick. And Alice, uh, I don't think I'm going to pronounce her last name correctly, but Alice Krieg is uh, Krieg. is terrific as the uh, as the ghost. Shout out to you, Alice. Oh yeah, she's the Borg queen in Star Trek. Yes, yes. Yeah, she's in um, Silent Hill as well, right? The Silent Hill movie. She's the the lady, the bad lady. <laughs> I do not remember the Silent Hill oh, okay. movie at all. Yeah, I don't remember that movie much either. It's not a bad film. It's not. It's uh, it's not scary. But it's very pretty and a lot of costumes and practical yeah, effects. Yeah, I right? do remember it being a pretty film. Yeah, it's worth it's worth seeing again. Oh yeah, she's the mom in Sleepwalkers. Right. That's right. Okay, sorry. All right, for my penultimate pick, this is one that I've talked about on a horror movie list cast before for sure, and it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I think one of the best ghost movies of all time, and that is motherfucking Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. This is it's a movie. That scarred a generation of children <laughs> yes. when, at a time when the PG-13 rating did not exist. So we all went into this movie thinking, oh, this is cool for kids. And no, it's not cool for kids. It's part of the Spielberg reign of terror of the <laughs> 80s where he yeah. like clearly hated children and just wanted them to suffer. Yeah, it's it's a heavy movie for kids. Like this is, I think this is the reason PG thirteen exists now. This Gremlins, and, and I think Temple it was Doom. actually right. Yeah, Temple, Temple Doom, Doom was the one. There was one. Yeah. There was, I think Temple Doom was the official one where, and Spielberg didn't Spielberg recommend it or something? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Poltergeist. It just, I think it still holds up. The remake is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I actually didn't mind the remake. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's terrible, but I didn't they, mind it. I watched it on a plane and was like, meh. The thing about the remake, they yeah. made this. They made the clown look scary. Yeah. Which yeah. was dumb. I, I hate that so much. Yeah. It's the same with Annabelle. I well, hate... it's the same with the with Pennywise and the new It. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. The whole point of a horror movie in my head is to make the ordinary seem scary. Yeah. Right. And so there's nothing that pisses me off more than that or when like it's really dark and gloomy all the time in the horror movie like it just looks like anybody can make you scared of the dark. It's about I don't I don't know. Yeah, you got to invert expectations yeah. to some degree. You have to provide us with something that's mundane that you can fit this horrifying thing into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of the scariest villains in the first Poltergeist movie is a tree. The tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that like that movie, I was terrified of thunderstorms after mm-hmm. that movie and I yeah. didn't give a shit about thunderstorms before that. And the only thing that r- made me scared of thunderstorms was the counting thing. I would like do that like you would hear the oh, yeah. the thunder and you then you count, count between when the, the lightning, lightning comes. Yeah. And I started doing that after, and I was like, the storm's almost here! We have to get out! <laughs> Poltergeist does a lot of things really well. Um, it just, I it, think we've I think you're, about it. Yeah. I, I think you're right. <laughs> it, it, makes, all over the it makes the mundane really scary. Yeah, yeah. And I think it did a great job yeah. of that. 
I was unfortunate enough to only see this later in life, and I think I would have had a better connection to it if I saw it as a kid. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because everybody who saw it as a kid has a very strong connection to it. I saw it when I was like three. Yeah. Probably yeah. too young to have seen it. I saw it, it in maybe theaters five. maybe four or five times. Yeah. Oh, like, gosh. Yeah. I fucking loved Poltergeist a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's one of the best ghost movies ever. So that is my fourth pick, Dave. What are you closing out with? I am closing out with the- Oh, we're on our last one? We yeah. sure are. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a decision to make. Well, Andy's last pick is going to be eight movies. It, it already, yeah, I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. <laughs> Dave, what do you got? The 1977 Japanese film House. Mm. Sure. Hausu. Hausu. Yeah. Are we all familiar with this movie? Oh, it is bonkers. I am not. Bat yeah. shit insane movie. Yeah. Oh, man. So we don't watch clips on this. If you just look at the trailer alone, you'll see its appeal. It's. it's I would say don't watch the trailer. Just watch the movie. Yeah. It's you don't want any a, of this spoiled for you. It's called a horror comedy, but I don't think it's actually a comedy. I think they call it a horror comedy <laughs> because it's so insane that you have to laugh while watching it. <laughs> it was made by a guy who I believe didn't didn't make anything else or he wasn't very familiar with um directing because the effects are amazing amazingly unique um and and like they're they're almost like the way monty python would do effects like cut out things moving around um but there's something so cool about it and it's so bizarre i can't call it scary oh no he's still directing he's still directing oh wow have you ever seen that painting of a cat like with its mouth open it's like a really, it's a really, that's from House. Um, man, yeah, just see it. Just see it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's I, I, when I say that a piano eats someone. Oh, I'm into that. Um, that's still m- less insane than what you'll actually see when that scene <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a bonkers yeah. movie. It's a lot of fun. I will check that out. Andy. Well, I'm going to break my, uh, my thing of, having all my choices be responses to the one before <laughs> and not go with Steve Miner's 1985, I think, film house, 86. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. I'm not going to make it house. Okay. Uh, okay. But that's good. You should see it. <laughs> William Cat, George Went, Richard Mall. It's great. Uh, I'm going to, man, <sighs> The Frighteners. No. The Innkeepers. No. Frighteners was- Ghost. No. I'm going with 1951 Christmas Carol, a.k.a. Scrooge. All right. Uh, released in Britain as Scrooge and in the United States as Christmas Carol. 1951, Alastair Sim. It is great. Not Alastair the... Sim's performance is like one of the definitive Scrooge portrayals, but the ghost stuff is handled pretty creepy in it, actually, especially the Jacob Marley stuff in the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come stuff. But the score is incredible. Uh, the performances are all great. It's well shot. Uh, it's even got a little cameo from Ernest Thesiger, who was in Bride of Frankenstein in the old dark house. It's terrific. It's definitely going to get cut like first because Probably, it's yeah. Christmas Carol. Yeah. But yeah. people forget that, that Christmas Carol is a ghost story and this is the best one of That's, those. So this is, this is, I was going to put ghosts of girlfriends past on my list. <laughs> McConaughey I'm glad you mentioned ghost because that seemed like. Yeah, I really it should be mentioned. I'm kind of tempted to be like, you know what? Cancel ghost story and put just erase story and have it just say ghost. <laughs> I guess because, uh, like, honestly, anything with Tony Goldwyn and Vincent Schiavelli in it is uh, should get some credit. And Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, hell yeah. A uh, Christmas Carol. That's based. On, uh, was that originally a book? 
Yeah, it's Charles okay. Dickens. Yeah, it is Dickens. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to yeah. say. This is going to sound really ignorant because I'm pretty sure I've read that book. And it was very creepy. Yeah, it's a creepy book. I remember it book. being very, very creepy. Yeah, it's uh, one of Ray Bradbury's favorite books, if not even, his favorite book of all time. I was freaked out by Scrooged. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. the Scrooged, Bill Murray movie. Too, yeah. The ghosts yeah. in that one are great. The yeah. ghosts yeah, are great. Yeah, the ghosts in, in Scrooged are amazing. Um, but Alistair Sims' performance of Scrooge in Christmas Carol is super tortured and super. Like, you see how miserable this guy is. It's just. The Marley Knocker scene is played as straight horror. It's just great. It's a great ghost movie. It's not, you know, the effects are cool. They're not like anything super special, considering that this is 20 years after Carl Theodore Dreyer's Vampire, uh, which used similar effects and quite a ways after fucking Invisible Man, which had crazy effects for the time. But yeah, but it's a good it's a good ghost story. And it's scarier than people remember. I will check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I am interested to watch it again yeah. now. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it. Well, yeah, maybe not. I mean, there's been so many adaptations of yeah. it that it's kind of hard to separate them all, but this, I think, is the definitive one. Nice. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh, is it? Are you talking about Smelser's comment? Honestly, yeah. everyone's just too scared to nominate Ghost Dad. PC culture, run mm. mad. I did a show <laughs> in San Francisco, a movie riffing show where that was the movie, and this was like. Long before, I mean, some people knew about the allegations, but it was before, like, this was like five or six years ago. And it was, even then, it was hard watching that movie. (laughs) He jumps through a phone to, like, kill his daughter's boyfriend or something. It's like, sounds like something. Or to try to, it's it's a weird, it's a bizarre movie. This is, this feels like the same era. What's the one with, um, I think Charles Grodin and Robert Downey Jr.? Heart, heart and souls, hearts. And yes, souls. heart and souls. Yeah, I, I was thinking about high spirits at one point. Oh, I was shit. like, I should put high spirits on my list. And then I, st- I haven't seen it, um, but heart condition. I really need to see that one. That's oh, the one this with, with Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins yeah. is like a racist cop being yeah. hunted by Denzel Washington. How did that exist? <laughs> How does that? Well, exist? there's also Ghost How has it not Town. Been rebooted. Yeah, there's Ghost Town with uh, Greg Kinnear and um, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. It's another ghost comedy. Oh yeah. I hate Ricky Gervais so much. Yeah, We've really tried ghost comedies a lot, haven't we? As a, as a species, and they, it's not. It doesn't yeah. work out most of the time. It usually doesn't. Ghosts are supposed to be scary. Yeah, but some ghost comedies do work really uh, well. Yeah, as is the case with my number one pick, which is Beetlejuice. Hell yes. Of course, I would argue Michael Keaton's finest performance. I fucking love Michael. Keaton's I would say it's the finest performance of nearly everyone that's in that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the scariest things about it is how much modern day Gina Davis still looks like Beetlejuice era Gina oh, yeah. Davis. Oh yeah. yeah. While modern day Alec Baldwin <laughs> oh, gosh. looks like Beetlejuice era Alec Baldwin <laughs> no, died no in joke. that car crash, but he somehow kept that. Sometimes acting. when I think of Beetlejuice, I feel like going, Oh yeah, that Bill Pullman movie, and then have yeah. to right. stop like no 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 no, that was Alec Baldwin. Alec Why Baldwin does he is- look different in that movie than any other movie? Because like, he looks every- like he's sixteen in that movie. Right. And then but like every movie after that. Because he's he fucking hot in different. that movie and then not in any other movie. Yeah, they really dolled him up for Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I thought Winona Ryder was great in Be- everyone's great. Everyone's great in Beetlejuice. In Beetlejuice. It's yeah. just a and there's and there's only one movie. problematic actor in it, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, Jeffrey the principal Jones. from yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Also, maybe his finest performance, mm-hmm. Ravenous. Oh yeah, he's great in Ravenous. Yeah, I forgot about that. But he's good in that. He's. I think he honestly. He, ugh. 
don't want to praise the guy, but he was good in everything he was in, you know? Yeah, he was a great character actor. Yeah. And he was especially good in Beetlejuice as, like, the the tormented husband. Yeah, Yeah. playing this sort of, like, henpecked husband character, this, like, goofy, dumb dad. Yeah. And I just... I. It was also it was a funny movie. Like it's it's there was a lot of really funny physical gags. I love the scene where he goes the the pedophile principal. He goes <laughs> he goes in uh, his kitchen, which is somehow on the second floor, to right. make a, a cup of tea, and he kicks all the workers out. And then all of a sudden, his wife's sculpture just comes crashing yeah. in the window. Yeah, I thought that was funny. He oh, kicked the him out, and so they tried to kill him. Yeah, layered. There's so much. It's so imaginative too. That's the other thing is it's like maybe the most creative yeah. movie on yeah. this list as far as just like the world that it builds, the characters it comes up with that and it, and it is actually true to in its narrative. Like And the effects were almost kind of crude for the time. Yeah, but in a way, in a way that like that they, they needed to be. Yeah. Like yeah. it it I fucking love and I love the the idea that there's this kind of bureaucracy to the afterlife oh, yeah. where you you have to go and there's a handbook and people oh, yeah. are like, well, did you read the handbook? And you're like, no, I didn't yeah. read that. I'm like, fuck. It's all. I love that it's yeah. None of it makes complete sense because I love that there's that the bureaucracy, but there's also the sandworms that right. weird realm yeah. that makes no fucking sense at all. Yeah, but it's there and it's great. And someone and it uses the model better than Hereditary does. I didn't I think Hereditary was that did. good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Hereditary I was. Liked her- oh. Not this is a different good. conversation. I yeah. think the story of Hereditary was bad, but I really like some of the imagery. Some of the imagery, the imagery was fine, I but it's it not has, a good movie. I think it has some masterful moments. The, the I think use it's of, half an hour too long. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think it doesn't know who its protagonist is at the end. I think it it yeah. thinks its audience is really dumb, too, because it, oh, yeah. keeps, it yeah. keeps telling it you talks things down. over and over. But the image, just the image of whenever they do darkness in that movie, when you can just, just make something out. I thought was like that stuck with me in most of the shots of that movie. Yeah. Like when she sees her mother and she's barely in there in the darkness. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's technically a ghost movie. I didn't think of it as one. Yeah. Beetle- oh, there's, that's a Beetlejuice. Right? No, Hereditary. Oh, yeah. No, but, Hereditary, um, I wouldn't count. Definitely Hereditary is a, a demonic possession movie. Right. And so I threw all those out of yeah. my list. Yeah. Anything with like, paranormal activity is demon, even though yeah. that wouldn't have been on my list either. I wanted to put Juan, but again, I, I think I had that on my best horror movies yeah. of all time list. Um, the A couple, not too long ago, we did a list cast and someone criticized me because I missed a prime opportunity to bring up Ryan Adams who is one of my favorite musicians. Sure. So now I'm on a mission to shoehorn in a Ryan Adams reference every list cast. <laughs> and I would like to point out that the Ryan Adams song, "The House, This House Is Not For Sale, is about Beetlejuice. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. And it's a really good fucking song. I like that song, Halloween Head. Halloween Head's an amazing yeah, song. It's a good song. I like uh, I like a lot of Ryan Adams songs. And there, I got it mentioned on a list cast. You have does to it, go. But I'm it, also never going to put him on one of my lists. Does shoehorning count if you take you put everything to a halt and just <laughs> cram yeah. it in like that? Yeah, I guess that yeah. is shoehorning. Yeah. I also don't know that I would consider The Shining a ghost movie. See, that's one of the reasons I didn't put it. Really? Because I, I think I've I think always, it falls into the same camp as the haunting, as far as like like the house is evil. Yeah, but he says because it's not the hotel isn't evil though, because as as um, uh, Scatman Crothers says, um, it's when a, when enough things happen in a place, it stores up these memories, 
and 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 so like it's specifically I mean, look, if if if, if it's your history. criteria, that's fine. It just doesn't fit mine. That's well, all. that's what I like about it is that <laughs> it doesn't fit normally. That's what I really yeah. like about The Shining is it's the only explanation of ghosts as being like a memory of being an echo throughout this one place. The Haunting, I think, is a little like that, but she very directly keeps talking about how it's the house. The house wants her. Yes, yes. But it's also like she's definitely not mentally stable, which I think is the issue right. with The Shining, too, to me, is that like... I don't know if these are ghosts or if he's just losing his fucking mind. Yeah, I've I've always thought of it more as like a cabin fever type of movie, not like the movie Cabin Fever. Well, but the like question, he's got yeah. cabin. Fever. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's ambiguous for that reason it's, that it's that it's open to interpretation. It's the one moment that they let him out of the um the fridge. oh yeah when they let him and yeah. so there's theories about why maybe that wasn't ghosts. Maybe she didn't lock it, but you can see that she locks it in the movie yeah yeah um i mean i haven't watched all of room 237 yet but <sighs> i couldn't stand that movie. <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't yeah it's it. kind of annoying all right so now we have to cut some shit yeah do it dave. i already know all mm. mine are getting cut so it's fine dave what do you want to cut first i'm not actually going to go after the devil's backbone because you guys both seem to like it a lot um and i don't want to I'm I I guess I'm gonna cut a Christmas Carol. I'm gonna get rid of that. Oh man! Well, we said that it was probably gonna get cut. Yeah, and but it's so. just like I just like that having that on there is like a. It doesn't have to be the kind of movie you think it is. Shit. Yeah. That, okay. Okay. That's a good. Po- can I? Can I go back? To <laughs> oh I my god! Defended against a cut. That's the first time I've ever done that. Because okay. I think I think I'm gonna get rid of Ghost Watch then because I haven't seen it. And it's TV. Yeah, and it doesn't fit the criteria, yeah. so I'm fine with that one going. I just always have to shoehorn a mention of Ghost Watch in, apparently. Okay. <laughs> is it really shoehorn? Ghost Watch is my rhino. <laughs> Andy, what are you going to cut? You know, just because it's a threat to my devil's backbone, I'm going to cut the orphanage. I assume that strategy, would get yeah. cut. That is uh, a good cut. I'm fine with that. But because of that, I'm going to cut one of my own in the next round. And I'm going to cut the devil's backbone. You yeah. son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, Dave, what do you want to cut? <laughs> this is hard. I like wow. these movies. Well, that's that's the whole point. All right, I've only seen I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House once, so I'll cut that. Ugh. I'm for cutting that just so I don't have to type it all out when we put the poll together. Sure. Jeez. Uh, Although I remember it being very good. It is I great. Just, I, haven't, I don't remember it that well. Andy, what do you want to cut next? Well, I was going to cut one of mine, but you took Devil's Backbone down, so that's three of mine that have been cut, so let's say goodbye to The Sixth Sense. Yeah. That's going to get saved, but... I don't know that it's going to get saved, but we'll see. Uh, My last cut, I am going to... Man... I can suggest one. It would be controversial. It would too. be controversial, but I kind of want to cut the shine. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was going to suggest that. Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, Ghostbusters is more of a ghost movie to me than The Shining. It's, I think of it more of a spoof. I also ghost think movie. that if you cut The Shining, it gives Smelser a really hard call on what to save. Yeah, that's a good. But also, I can't. Yeah, fuck it. Let's cut The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, and I'd like to reiterate one of my favorite movies ever. I know. I just yeah, I'm not I know. It's sure. It's one of my favorite movies too. I feel like love a, it so much. As much of a ghost movie. But as I was like, else. I didn't put the haunting Despite on my list. Despite the ghost bartender and the ghost bathroom attendant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and all the ghosts. <laughs> you mean all the ghosts from the shining? <laughs> all right, Smelser. What are you saving? 
Oh, Rum for Breakfast says, of course, the white guy chooses to deport El Orphanage. <laughs> and in these times, we're all white How guys. How do you know I'm white? Room. How do you know I'm white? Yeah, I'm, that's a good point. I'm actually... I uh, mean, I am. I'm a quarter, I am, sorry. Puerto Rican. It's, I mean, according to 23 and Me, I've, I'm like a tiny bit North African and a tiny bit Japanese. And a Really? You sent your DNA in, Iranian. in this political climate. My brother sent it in. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll have no... No, but yeah, no, no I'm white. I'm that. I'm white as fuck. Smelser, are you? But I also saving had, a movie called but Narrator's also, Voice. The Orphanage is a Spanish movie, right? It's not Mexican or Central American, right? It's Spanish, it's like European Spanish. Yes, the same as The Devil's Backbone. Right. So yeah, Spanish. They're white people who speak Spanish. Now who's the racist? Smelser, for the so. love of God, what are you saving? <laughs> Devil's Backbone gets really the save. Devil's right. Backbone. Yay! So, what do I have to cut off this list? Ghostwatch, where's that? The poll will be up in just a second. The orphanage. Now watch me look up the thing. orphanage and be like, oh, no, wait. Oh, so the idea is everybody has to vote now. Right. I'm, I'm glad The Shining is off the list just because I feel like The Shining, it's so hard not to go for The Shining because it's the, probably the best yeah. movie on the list. And taking The Shining away actually makes the decision hard. Yeah, it's Spain. Because if, yeah, without The Shining, I actually have to sit and think about this. And it's w- tough because I do think if we're talking about best ghost movie of all time, The Shining would be my automatic answer. Did I cut all the Yeah, others? so the, the, that's kind of where I'm at too, because The Haunting would be my automatic answer, but right. I had to like kind of talk myself out of including it. But it feels like now the subject is like best ghost movie of all time that isn't The Shining or The Haunting. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, the haunting, I would also say, is kind of right neck and neck with The Shining. Yeah. Like, I feel like there wouldn't be The Shining without The Haunting. Well, we can save those for just like best horror film. I think that The Shining was on our best horror film list, right? Um, You're having some trouble, aren't you? I can't well, remember uh, what Patreon does in this that annoying list. thing Patreon where I can't, want you to... I can't delete these first two picks, right. and they're The Shining, and I, so I have to do all this goddamn maneuvering. Okay. And here we go. Yeah, so just change that to, yeah. Yeah, someone in the comments mentioned Ghost Ship. Um, I mean, it's got a great opening sequence, and then the rest <laughs> of the movie is bad. I watched it recently. It's a real piece of trash. Yeah. It, at no point is it scary. It does that thing that I think a lot of 90s, like um, 13 Ghosts, which I enjoy 13 Ghosts, but again, well, not scary. I like 13 Ghosts a lot. The remake, I love the original 13 right, Ghosts. Right, right, right. I actually, the, the original 13 Ghosts was almost on my list. Right. But I like the remake a lot too, more so than anything else Dark Castle put out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> horror movie with Tony Shalhoub. I would also, I would also, I wanted to, I was playing with the idea of, and this is the only thing like this is the remake of House on Haunted Hill. I really enjoy. I'm not a fan of the original. The, was it Vincent Price? Which one? House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, uh, yes. I found the original to be kind of kind of hacky. Yeah, he like puppets a skeleton. Yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, I I enjoy the the remake. It has a good opening. See, I I like the remake too until the end, but I love the yeah. Original the ending House gets really stupid. Well. All right, the poll is up. Patreon yeah, Jeffrey subscribers, rushes. you can go out. Jeffrey Rush is great in Stephen House on Price. Hill, yeah, right? yeah. Sorry, what? Chris what the Kattan. fuck? Solid Chris Kattan roll. <laughs> the poll is up. We'll leave it up for three minutes to give people time to vote. I put a link in the uh, YouTube comments, or if you just go out to Patreon, if you're a subscriber, it's right there at the top of the oh, wait, page. I can't vote on it anymore, can I? 
No, you have to be subscribed, but I'm not going to vote either. So That seems okay. wrong for us to vote, right? Well, well we, we used, used to. to. When we yeah. made the polls public, we would all vote, but... Can I encourage it got, people? It turned into too too much of a thing <laughs> where like, oh, I'm not. How do I sign in? And it's like, nah. yeah. Can you encourage people? Of course. If like, if you want to encourage people to vote for Stir of Echoes or Poltergeist, or Beetlejuice, anything like that, I want to do the trolliest one and say everybody vote for House. <laughs> uh, I mean. I don't think there's a wrong vote on here except no. for Stir of Echoes. I think everything else is a is a correct vote. That's bananas. Stir of Echoes was um, great. <laughs> Let's see what people in the audience are saying. Only two votes votes for House. Come on. Oh yeah, I guess I can refresh it and see where we're at with votes. Oh, that's cool. How much time? You said like three oh, minutes? Oh, Ghostbusters is leading. Three minutes. Yeah. And we're a runaway lead. See, this in. is the, on, another reason why I was I was like, maybe cut Ghostbusters. Um, Poltergeist is at 13. Okay. Oh, wow. Beetlejuice is actually ahead. Wow. Yeah, Beetlejuice is in the lead right now, followed by well, Ghostbusters I'm, and Poltergeist. I'm going to go ahead and say thanks. Thank you, Smelser, for saving Devil's Backbone. Once again, we will have a top five list that doesn't have any of my movies on it. <laughs> <laughs> this happens every time. <laughs> That's not true, Andy. Oh, gosh, don't. Come on. <laughs> you can't do that without Travis here. Yeah, that's a good point. But Travis is going to be on this next one, so buckle up for a whole bunch of it. Rum for Breakfast says, Stir of Echoes is such a good film. If it had been made now, people would love it. I agree. It yeah, was I mean, pretty I'm gonna much made it. now. Like, it was made in the last 10 years, right? No, no it's the no, 1999. Shit. Yeah. yeah, it's almost 20 years old. Right, it's got that... Ni- like, the psychic, the hypnotist is very 90s. She's super fucking 90s. Yeah. Everyone in that movie in their choker chains are super yeah. fucking 90s. <laughs> uh, two you ever minutes. seen Children of the Corn 5? Of course not. It is maybe the most 90s movie to ever oh, yeah? 90s. Yeah. It's got an Arquette... And a Zappa in it. Oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> it has, that is 80s as fuck. Yeah. Or 90s yeah. as fuck. It's got Either a, way. a David Carradine cameo. Those names spread or, or, or transcend generations, I think. The Zappas and the Arquettes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They've always been with us. <laughs> So we didn't have we didn't have frighteners on this or innkeepers. No, I I the others isn't on the list. I had innkeepers and frighteners both as something I wanted to put on. I really I really love the frighteners and I really love the innkeepers. I should have done one of those instead of ghost story. They're both very unique. Yeah, I like the innkeepers a lot. I like that you picked on the pretty thing that lives in the house, even though Mm -hmm. it got cut. Yeah, I mean, I I knew it was a bold pick. I knew it would make you happy. I almost picked Oculus. Uh, See, I oh, thought about Oculus shit. too, but Oculus isn't really a ghost movie either. It's yeah. a cursed object movie. Right. It's right. a different. But I fucking love. I like every Mike. Flanagan I'm glad no movie. one went with Lights Out. You guys see Lights, Lights out? out? Sucks. That was a. <laughs> I liked Lights Out, but it definitely <laughs> wouldn't be that movie. We got like when I saw in theaters, people were laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. I I that was a ridiculous film. It all right. Three minutes has passed. We're gonna refresh, and whatever our results are are our results because this could oh, really? change damn. in a couple weeks from now so it oh, looks damn. like oh shit wow beetlejuice number one wow i kind of saw that coming poltergeist number two no ghostbusters, no, ghostbusters number is two. number two poltergeist is number three and, and then a huge gap before anything else and, and then, then there's damn. just a oh damn <laughs> 
house and a Christmas Carol actually tie for the last two picks. <laughs> wow. You made it, Andy. Hey, I finally got one in there, and it was a Christmas movie. Right? By the way, Jaws 4, Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Can we not talk also about Jaws 4, movie. please? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. Film. Yes. Thank you. Oh, God. Yes. It's oh. a shark that takes revenge on a woman. So? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great film. Point? Field of Dreams is about fucking baseball player hey, ghost. Ma, it's got I know Michael Caine in it. I know your kid just died by shark. How about we head down to the Bahamas where my wife's working on a big metal shark sculpture <laughs> to, to take your mind off things. It's so, But all the shark attack scenes are so effective. I that. think that Jaws 4 <laughs> and Jaws 3 are both better than they get credit for. I don't, yeah. I don't think that they're great. They're both fucking terrible. They're nowhere near the first two, no, but, but that, they're not the garbage people say the they are. The caroling scene when he fucking gets his Oh my God, it's great. So yeah. That's director uh, Joseph Sargent made Jaws. So I guess yeah. I'm keeping the thumbs up trophy. This seems kind of unfair that you just keep your own trophy. Well, I, I did that for a long time, and that but that's how we finally had to get new trophies. Is I see. You have to take these from me. Yeah. And it did not happen it tonight. Did not happen. Beetlejuice is the winner. This was a lot of fun. What do we have to plug before we get out of here so me and Andy can go to Taco Bell quick? Uh, I'd like to plug Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> Taco but Bell's also, great. I, I have my my own little little podcast network called The Story Mode. It's from uh, uh, my streaming, uh, uh, I guess, network that I do with Tom Ryman called Gamefully Unemployed. Check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y. I'm also on Twitter uh, at Movie Hooligan. And I think that's it. Also, uh, Best Bad Movie. Let's, uh, that's right yeah. here. Best Bad Movie on the Unpops yeah, listen, Podcast listen. Network. Andy Sell's been on it. Yeah. Puppy, get over here. I was, uh, Halloween 3. Yeah. Which is great. great. Halloween <laughs> 3 is great. Halloween Andy, is what do great. you have to plug? Uh, I have to plug, um, We Still Like You, as always. Um, I don't know exactly when the next one is. It'll be the, I think the last Saturday of the month. I hope it's not actually because that's my birthday. Oh, okay. Uh, so maybe it'll be July twenty eighth. Maybe the week before. What is we still like you? We still like you. Is I'm so glad you asked. It's a storytelling show that takes place in oh, very nice. uh, East Hollywood, Los Angeles, uh, and, uh, every month, and uh, it's where comedians tell stories of things that are greatly ashamed of, and the audience, instead of applauding, greets them with a "We still like you." Oh, and I'd love to come a, do that show and talk should. about smoke and crack. Do you sh- oh, well, Ooh. would love to have you. <laughs> It's also a podcast, um, and they have chapters in Denver, Chicago, and Louisville, Kentucky. Naturally. That, yes. that was where I thought yes. you were going with that fourth city. <laughs> and I'm also on a show called Friendship Buddies at 8 p.m. on July 22nd at Verdugo Bar in Glassell Park. Very nice. I have shows coming up, but I think they're all after when this, or all before this episode goes up mm-hmm. so uh patreon.com slash unpops if you're listening to this for free if you subscribe you can help us vote and decide on the winners so if you're sitting there at home all fucking angry because your pick didn't win yeah you're and you're not a subscriber mongo right. didn't get first right right whose fault is then that? maybe you should subscribe it's so yours. you can vote it's that's yours. all and you can watch the live stream and i think that's it let's get the fuck out of here so we can uh, go eat Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Dave Bell, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.